There was a, a granddad in America who every Christmas morning would go to his favourite restaurant uh, in his hometown for his holiday breakfast. He would have eggs Benedict, and but just before they'd bring out his order, he would make a special request. He'd hand over the hubcap of his old Studebaker and say, would you mind serving my breakfast to me in this? And the waitress always complied. But one year she said, I just have to ask, why do you always have me serve your eggs Benedict on the hubcap every Christmas morning? Well, the granddad said, there's no plate like chrome for the hollandaise. Oh, good, got the good response. There we go. So all the young people are probably going, what is he talking about? But, but I got the groan that I was looking for. But the thing is, when it comes to Christmas, we are looking for home. Um, and I'm not, I remember um, when I first left home and was, went out and I was studying and all of a sudden going home for Christmas was quite a significant thing because it wasn't like I was living at home and, and I just wake up in my bed and I walk out to lounge room and mum's cooking breakfast and, 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 and food was there. All of a sudden like I'd have to come home. And, but it was like I even find it still today when I go back to my parents' home in Toowoomba, there is a sense of feeling of home there. And today, as we talk about um, Jesus and his coming, basically this is an idea he wanted to bring us home. And so we're talking about his arrival this morning. And, and the thing is, on his arrival, um, there is, there's such excitement when it comes to Christmas. For most of us, some, some people, for whatever reason, Christmas is it may be a difficult time. Christmas is a frustrating time. Christmas is a stressful time. But for a lot of us, Christmas is an exciting time. Whether it's about opening up all the presents under the tree, whether it's about spending time with family and friends, whether it's about seeing people's responses to the gifts that we have, Christmas is actually such an exciting time. Um, but the thing is, as I said at the beginning, it's so easy to lose our focus at Christmas time because. I don't know about you, but as I was growing up, even though I was brought up in, in a, a Christian home and we understood that Jesus was the reason for Christmas, it was very hard to think about Jesus as I ripped into paper. It was very like I tried, I, I, I did my best. And even as an adult, there are times when you're opening up that fandangled new thing that you've been looking forward to that you get to the point where you go, oh, um, Jesus, thank you for today because this is awesome. And we miss all that he had to bring us. So this morning, I'm going to ask you just for a short period of time to consider taking on the full reason of Christmas this morning. Um, in Luke 2, uh, 6 and 7, um, we see the gift of Jesus presented to us. And while they were there, the time had come for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, um, and she wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. Um, Jesus' arrival says so much about who he is and how he operates in our lives. The gift, um, firstly, is, present, is himself. And, and it, in a similar way as how he presents himself to us right now. His parents had left their hometown of Nazareth to be registered for the census. So they'd made a long trip on a donkey. And um, for those who have been very, very pregnant, any kind of travel is difficult. Um, and I can only imagine like what a long donkey trip would be like. Um, I don't even know if I'd like a long, long donkey trip now at 
at all. Like, um, it's great walking around those pens on those miniature horses and all oh, that was a nice, you know, nice speed, nice, I can hop off before anything starts really hurting. But being pregnant and travelling from one town at the northern part of Israel all the way down to Bethlehem. This was not a short trip. Um, it was not a, a something that was over in a day. And so we see that um, Jesus um, arrived with his parents. And John 1, three says, Through him all things were made. Um, it was a remarkable event of Jesus' arrival. And he, was able, he has the ability to peel back the heavens, to stop time and to thunder to the ends of the earth. And yet there was no room for him in the inn. Here is God arriving on earth and there was no room for him. Speaks a lot for us at times. Jesus is available forever, wherever we go, and yet our lives have no room for him. Jesus, I'll fit you in. Maybe next Christmas. Maybe next year. Maybe, maybe the next time we have a COVID year, well, I'll fit you in somewhere there, God. But it's amazing that the God of this universe who can do so much cannot find room in an inn or in our lives. The way that he was received or more accurately ignored speaks so much about how we can respond to him even in this moment. The manner of his arrival reminds us that Jesus doesn't force himself upon us. He doesn't make threats. He doesn't beg. He doesn't make a grand display. Instead, in his arrival that night and in his arrival right now, he offers us all a quiet invitation, a call to be welcomed in and a welcome home in the dark night of our own hearts. It's no coincidence that that the inn was too crowded for him. How ironic that the one who came to welcome us back into relationship with God spent his first night in a barn, lying in a feeding trough because no one welcomed him in. The circumstances of his birth show how people throughout the ages would misunderstood, misunderstand and reject him. More often, though, people simply wouldn't have had the room in their lives and just ignored the great gift and the great invitation he extends to us all. So over the last four weeks, we've been talking about the cast of Christmas and the different responses to the coming Messiah. We're going to just revisit them real quickly as we remember their responses to Jesus' arrival. Let us consider our own and how we respond to Jesus this day. There was prophets, angels, shepherds and magi all had an important part to play in this wonderful arrival and they all responded to Jesus in a unique but wonderful way. Let us consider their responses as we consider um, this Christmas. Well, first of all, there was misguided responses. Um, Again, misguided responses. Sometimes we we want Jesus to do what we want him to do. Um, Many people feel that God is primarily concerned with behaviour. We we talk about it with Santa Claus, don't we? Uh, he, he sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you are awake. He knows if you've been bad or good, but so be good for goodness sake. We, we treat Jesus very much like that. And the thing is, when it comes to the naughty nice list, I think what we've got to do, and I even heard a, um, a non-believer this week talking about their idea of what it is to be good. As long as I don't do anything intentionally wrong to hurt people, that's my goal in life. And it doesn't sound too bad when you say that. As long as I don't go to my way to hurt people, it's okay. But the thing is, we actually fall short of God even when we are trying to do the right thing. We miss the mark. And so all of a sudden, there are people who are more concerned with their, their goodness and how good they are versus their badness. Um, 
the problem with this approach is that comparisons of our goodness are ridiculous in the light of the goodness of God. In Romans 3.23, it says, For all have sinned and fall short of God's glory. We fall short of it. We don't come close. We are in a mess. And, and this day, we remember that God took a huge step towards us. We are in trouble. And although we were created to be with him, our hearts had turned far from him. There was a barrier between us and God, us and our creator that had to be dealt with. And if a couple thousand of, of years of Jewish history teach us anything, it's the answer wasn't going to be found in our effort and resolved to try harder. God took a big step towards uh, us by coming to live with us, show us the way and remove the barrier through his death for, death for us. It's not about being good. It's about being near to God through Jesus. That's what it's all about. It's about being near to him. And so all of us, God did He made the distance so much shorter. He actually, and then when he rose from the dead and went back to heaven, he made his spirit available to us wherever we go. And so all of a sudden, God is like this close wherever we go. We don't have to go looking for him. He is right there in front of us. I know some of you are here today maybe because you've been dragged along. You've been dragged along. Someone says, you've got to come to church with me today. It's Christmas. That's okay. We are glad to have you with us. We are glad to remember the story about Christmas together. But the one thing, Christmas is not about church. It's not about religion. You might sort of go, what? But isn't that what it's all about? No, Christmas is about a relationship with God. It's about his love, his life and freedom. Now, as a church, we hope to help you find that relationship with God. That's where church comes into it. But coming to church won't help you know God. In the sense that if you just walk through that door, shut off for the next half hour and walk back out again, that won't help you know Jesus. But if you come here open to what he has for you, all of a sudden you will start to get a sense of what Christmas is all about and what Jesus did to bridge that gap. Now some of you may have made up your mind or you're shutting out this simple story, but I'd ask you to consider a different response. Try to look beyond all that you've heard about the church, all that you've experienced, and maybe even different things you may have heard about Jesus and open up to the truth of what he has for you. This isn't a question of what church you go to or don't go to. It's a question of what eternity holds for you, a question of who God is, what God wants, and what your life could mean within the answers of those questions. The stakes are high enough that it's at least worth taking a serious look at. So let's look at the, the, the number of people that we, we considered these past four weeks. We talked about the prophets. Now the prophets actually spoke of Jesus coming thousands of years before he came. In, even that is an amazing thing. Okay, like um, last year, none of, none of you would have expected at Christmas the type of year that we've had. You couldn't have sort of gone, oh, this is the kind of year we're going to have. It's going to be horrible. It's going to be great. It's going to be this. It's going to be that. None of you could have done that. So to take a step back thousands of years before and say, oh, there is going to be a Messiah who comes. There's going to be one who comes who's going to be God with us. And as Sally read earlier, that the government would rest upon his shoulders. There's going to be one who's going to be born in Bethlehem. There's going to be one who comes and saves us from our sins. There's going to be one who suffers for our sins. 
And they spoke about these things with great expectation. When it comes to, to the prophets, they had an eagerness and an earnest, earnestness to look for him. Are we going to respond like the prophets and, and have an eagerness, eagerness to, to know Jesus, to have a serious sort of heart towards finding him truly? Maybe we, we are like the shepherds. We can respond like them. And they saw the angels before them and a great choir joined them and they wondered what it was all about. And some of us respond to Jesus as many of us can respond, wondering what everyone is pointing to when they look to Jesus. We wonder if we're missing something. We, we feel like we don't have the inside track or the inside knowledge. But there's no special knowledge. And they don't see anything that you and I can't see. The arrival of Jesus is personal to each one of us. You don't have to be anything. You're, you're not or pretend to feel anything you don't. An angel appeared to the shepherds announcing a saviour had come and that he's nearby in a stable. And in their curiosity... The shepherds didn't just stand up pointing at the sky. They said, let us go see this thing that has happened. Maybe you're a little bit curious today to find out more about Jesus. Maybe you're wondering if there's anything in this story for you or is it just people who are pointed to something as we celebrate this season each year. To you, I would say, just to respond to Jesus and engage in this Christmas story a little more than that you have in the past, to open up yourself to its true meaning. Consider the idea that, that God is in fact love. Maybe you haven't seen God's greatness or beauty in the, of the world or experienced his brilliance and nobility in your own heart. At the same time, you can see that there's something broken in our world. And at some level, even something in your own heart is broken. Allow for the idea that the cross of Jesus is the great in, intersection of two important truths about God. Firstly, God's justice demands holiness and payment for sin. That's what we talked about earlier, that God is holy. We, we are not good enough for God. But the second truth is also important, that God's love provided the payment through the death of Jesus. He's reaching out to you in love right now. The Bible says in Romans 2.4 that God's kindness is intended to lead you to repentance. So if you're curious like the shepherds, I want to encourage you that you respond by opening your heart to Christmas and allow in the possibility that the first Christmas was simply God's expression of love and kindness towards you. God showed his love by sending his son Jesus to remove the judgment and guilt from your life. Take a moment to respond to him right now. Maybe you want to take some time to pray saying, God, I really don't know who you are, but please start showing me today. God cares about the brokenness and pain that we have all seen. And even if sometimes the pain that we've caused ourselves. But because he cares about you, he took a giant leap towards you on Christmas when he lowered himself as a man. And all he wants in return for you is to take a step in his direction like the shepherds. We can respond like the Magi. Some of us here are right now like Magi who are waiting and watching for God to move on their behalf. When they saw a sign in the stars, they travelled hundreds of miles from the east and said, where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. We see that in Matthew 2 too. Um, like the Magi, some of us are waiting expectantly for God to move in our lives with great faith, 
we, we have come here today just as they did to worship him. They brought gold and spices and perfume. And you may be wondering what gift we can possibly bring in response to what Jesus has done. I want to encourage you that, you ha- that, that what you have is enough. The whole reason Jesus came was that he, so he could be with you. And the point of Christmas isn't really the gifts as much as it is the connection. God is pleased to just to have you in your heart and your affection and to build a relationship with you. Your response is a gift more precious to God than gold or frankincense or myrrh. You can bring the wonderful gift by allowing God even more space in your heart. Your response is simply to give and uh, give more of yourself over to him, to tell him thank you and, to, and in that thanks give him a little more devotion and space in your life. When you do that, it will be met with a joyful communion of God giving more of himself to you. And because of that connection and closeness to you, um, um, that is what God desires. So today we have a chance to respond. We have a chance to respond to this story of Christmas because we become part of this cast of Christmas. Our name is written into the story. We're going to look a little more, at one more response to Jesus in a little while, Jesus' arrival. But before we do, this idea of responding to Jesus is so important. For some of you, you may have never had a chance to respond to Jesus. You may have never had enough to, known enough about him to say and ask him what he's all about. But maybe today you have a desire to be in relationship with, with God. And that can begin right now. And so I just want to take a moment just to pray together. And for those who are here today who have never had that opportunity to ask Jesus into their heart, you can do that with me today. And so as I pray, I just I want you to pray along uh, with me. And, and maybe you don't have time today, but I would ask if you pray this prayer with me today, maybe you would just catch up with me um, quickly after the service and we can t- take some time to talk about that. Well, here, let's just pray together. And if this is where your heart is right now, please join with me. Dear God, I admit I'm a sinner. I need a saviour. Please forgive me of my sins as I have decided to follow Jesus and to put my faith in his death and the resurrection from the dead. I give you my life and please come into my life and fill me with your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. If you've prayed that prayer this morning and, and would like some time with me, please um, just mention on the way out. And so it's so important to, to build that connection with Jesus. It's such an important thing being in relationship with God. And as we look at our, our last response, we're going to look at the angels. Whoever you identify most with in the first Christmas, all of us can close um, our service um, like the angels. On the night when Jesus arrived, the angels praised God and sang uh, in Luke 2.14, Glory to God in the highest heaven on earth, peace to those who, on whom his favour rests. We can wrap up this part of Christmas by carrying our praises out into our Christmas celebration. To give him glory the way that you treat others. To give him glory in the way that we celebrate. To give him glory in the way that we sing. Give him glory in the way that we live. When we are looking to anything other than Jesus for our fulfillment, we are guaranteed to be disappointed. If you haven't opened your presence yet, 
if you look at those presents to bring you joy for the next year, they will fail. Even the presents I've given today, like, they're going to fail. you like, um, probably um, the ones who've got one at church this morning, they may have failed by the end of today. Um, so, but if we look to Jesus for our fulfilment, there can be joy, and this is the amazing thing about walking with Jesus, there can be joy at some of the most difficult places in our life. We may be in the darkest shadow, the deepest valley of our lives. We may be going through pain and suffering and because Jesus is in our lives, we can know joy that is beyond explanation. A Christmas gift will not do that. It won't. Jesus always will. You can have the experience of a lifetime. You can go to a restaurant on the moon, but you'll still be disappointed. The food might be terrific, but there's no atmosphere there. I'm finishing well. So there is nothing better than Jesus, and there's no one other that deserves our praise. Whenever the simple and remarkable story of Christmas finds you, I am so glad and thankful that you have decided to share its remembrance with us. I'm so honoured that at this special and holy time, you chose to be here. And now that it's finally here, I pray that your Christmas will be calm, quiet, or maybe you want some noise in your home, and full, and that it brings you one step closer to the one who came to be with us so that we can be with him forever. Let's just take a moment to pray. Father, we today we declare that Christ has come. And glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to those on whom his favour rests. For the light now shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And we want to respond to your arrival by drawing closer to you. Please don't stop, stop drawing near to us. You are our everything. Praise you for for coming to rescue us on that first Christmas and praise you for coming to rescue us today. We glorify you and we love you. In Jesus' name we pray.